Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. Today I am so excited. I have an incredible show for you. We have the matriarch of Southern Charm, style icon, and entrepreneur, Patricia Altschul. Um, This was such, you know, it's funny. When I was doing some research about her, before the interview, I realized she's only ever been on one other podcast, which is the Skinny Confidential. Um, so I'm super impressed that I am the second podcast she's ever done, at least according to my research on Apple Podcasts. So don't send me mean messages. She was on my podcast six years ago. I don't know. That's what it looked like to me. Anyway, um, this was just such a good interview. She talks about her line for HSN. Now, I want to talk about that for a little bit because I am such a fan of this line. Now, as someone who's a design expert, if you're new here, I am a design expert for Forbes. I also write for Reader's Digest, A Sweat Life, a bunch of other websites. And I will tell you, HSN is just, it's such a hidden gem. And I feel like people don't think about it enough because especially with Patricia's line, all the stuff I am, okay, let me just give you the picture of where I am right now. I am in the Hamptons in my backyard here. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, There's all these like, the Hamptons has so many beautiful decor shops and places to buy furniture and, you know, home furnishings and the like. And I'll tell you, Patricia's line for HSN looks like it could be sold at any of the stores here. It is just such a good, if you like traditional style decor, it's going to be your next go-to. I mean, her lamps literally look like something from an estate sale. And I have to tell you, the prices are, she is this herringbone throw. And I actually would say, go buy three of them and just keep them as housewarming gifts for people. I have something that costs like five times as much and it literally looks like the same thing. I also love her sheets. Also, HSN, if you're listening, I would like a set of white scalloped sheets, please. They're absolutely gorge. Um, I was just so impressed with her. Um, She just, her style is incredible. She is more style in her body I'm sorry, in like her finger than most people have in their entire body. And she was just sharing her best tips, tricks, design ideas, just really smart ways of thinking. If you're designing a home right now or you're sitting in a room and you're like, meh, I'm not really a fan of what it looks like, listen to this and take some notes because she just has so many smart ideas for interior design. If those who might not know, um, she lives in this historical grand mansion in Charleston, South Carolina, which she redid with Mario Buata, who is one of the world's most famous interior designers. And she learned everything from him. And I've got to tell you, like, she just knows things that I would never think of. And she was just willing to talk about it all in the interview. And... For those of you who are here for the reality tea, don't worry, I've gotcha. We talked about Southern Charm. We talked about a potential feud with Craig Conover, who also has a line for HSN, um, Sewing Down South. It's, well, he has a collab with, he has a line with HSN. He he also sells it separately and he has a store right now as well. Um, I interviewed him last year 
for my show Between the Likes. Um, and you can watch that if you want to see that interview. If you go to my feed for Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren, I-T-S-A-M-A-N-D-A-L-A-U-R-E-N. Speaking of which, please follow me there on t- and as well on Twitter at Amanda Lauren. But um, you can watch that. Um, I was about to say HGTV, but it's IGTV, the IGTV episode where um, of Between the Likes, which was my formal sh- former show and the former name of this podcast um from july 2020 um and that was one of the most fun interviews i've ever done too i gotta tell you i need to interview more people from southern charm if you are on southern charm and you are listening to this podcast please dm me get in touch i would love to interview you um just because i feel like they're all it just seems like everyone from that show is so willing to get into it, to really talk. They all really seem like real people. Or at least the two people that I've interviewed. Anyway, I am going to shut up. Also, this was in conjunction with an interview for Forbes. And the link to that um, is in the show notes. And there are so many good pictures of her home, of the line in that interview. So I highly suggest some of the content is similar. It's a shortened version of this. Um... But if you want to see the pretty pictures or you just want to, you know, scan through it, it's also a really good resource as well. There's also a link in the show notes to the line for HSN. Again, Patricia Altschuler, here we go. Thank you so much. Oh, one more thing. And if you're new here, please subscribe. Rate five stars. I only accept five star reviews. Um, I just sounded like Ramona Singer, but I'm not. Um five-star reviews only please subscribe rate review share with a friend um follow me on social those links are in the show notes as well um and if you want to story this episode i am more than happy to restore you anyway thank you so much for listening here we go i'm going to shut up again here's patricia altschuler Oh, and one more quick note before we get to this. The sound quality on this interview is not as good as the sound quality right now. Um, As a podcaster, I've been experimenting with different platforms, and that platform was just not as good. The connection wasn't great. So I just want to apologize in advance for that, but it's not annoying. It's completely listenable. But just wanted to say, I know, I know, the sound was not as good as it is right now. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. Today I am very excited for our guest. She is a socialite, which is in my opinion, the most important thing. She is an entrepreneur, she is an HSN line, and she is the star of everyone's favorite reality show, Southern Charm on Bravo. I am so honored to have Patricia Altschul on the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm thrilled to be here, Amanda, and I'm so happy you're a fan of the show. And <clears throat> I would much rather be considered an entrepreneur than a socialite. I mean, we don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are, you are, and you have amazing style. So I want to ask you, really, and this this is, in my opinion, the most important question, what is it like to be the most glamorous Bravo celebrity? Because you really are. I mean, these people, I see the other people on Bravo and they kind of, but you, you're really glamorous. Like that is who you are. Well, thank you for that compliment. I'm not so sure that uh, 
a lot of the people, a lot of the women on Bravo are into trends. And as we know, trends are not really classic or classy. I don't like that word necessarily. But uh, there are certain kind of universal aspects to style and glamour that never change. And I'm old school. So you're not going to see me in a track suit with G's all over it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what everyone likes about you. So let me ask. So how would you describe, just in general, because you have a certain aesthetic, you have a certain style, how would you describe that to someone who's never seen it before? Uh, Well, you know, I think that on the show, at least, you see me change caftans numerous times during the during the episode. And living down here in Charleston is a little different than when I lived in New York. When I lived in New York and was a socialite, <laughs> I wore couture clothes. I went to Paris. I was in high heels, and uh, I was I was mentored by two women. In New York, one of whom unfortunately has died, Dan Kempner, but Dita Blair would take me to couture, and I really learned so much from them. Uh, Both of them were on the international best dress list, Mm -hmm. and so the the stress was on classic, well-fitting, and tailored clothes. That was the key. But when I moved down to Charleston, uh, instead of high heels and, and little black dresses, people down here, and I'm sorry to say, wear cut-off t-shirts, raggy shorts, and flip-flops. So I decided there had to be another answer. And of course, I've always worn caftans. So that is kind of my look. Uh, in terms of glamour, and it's so easy, anybody can achieve the look. And that is something that I tried to bring to the uh, HSN caftan portion of my, my uh, involvement with them. So how did you end up working with HSN? They called me. Uh, they wanted an ambassador as such uh, who could bring everyday luxury uh, and a more upscale but affordable product or products. And so I think they were trying to up the, up the game somewhat. And so my job is to take, take things that, uh, let's say, New York socialites might spend thousands of dollars on and to somehow reconfigure it and translate that into something with modern technology and modern materials and make it affordable so everybody could have one. And so that's basically what I've been doing. So what (laughs) inspires your, because you have, I love the caftans and I am a very big caftan person. I say ideally I would spend my entire life in a caftan, even though I am not wearing one right now. Um, I always talk about that. Um, But what, now, let me ask, when you design something, what, where does it start? Where does it finish? What are you thinking about? What is your process? Well, uh, 
I think seasonally, first of all, um, the caftans that I have for the summer, there's some that are very summery and some that can lead into fall. For example, the one I'm wearing, uh, and I'll move up a little bit. Can you see the it's embroidery gorgeous. on the front of it? Gorgeous. A beautifully embroidered, and it has fringe going down the side. Now, I first did the fringe uh, with a previous uh, uh, collection, but now all the major important designers are doing caftans with fringe. And also, I sew them inside the border, so it hugs the body a little more. So they're more like maxi dresses, and they're kind of unique. Uh, and I've done leopards. I have two new leopard caftans. Mm -hmm. I, I love leopard. <laughs> it's a classic. Uh, so I think it's based in my brain on all of the hundreds of caftans that I've bought over the years and spent a ridiculous amount of money on. And the one I'm wearing, which HSN did beautifully, is a hundred and some dollars but it looks like it costs three thousand oh yeah <laughs> so that's the whole idea the look and the quality but yet affordable in price and one thing too that i've i've noticed about your style and also your home <laughs> products are that I think, and I, this is just, you know, as someone who writes about interior design and who, someone who's really obsessed with it, I think people don't know where to buy things. Like, I think that people go for the easiest thing or, oh, I'll just get it at whatever store because it's convenient. And one thing that I noticed is that a lot of your home products for HSN, so right, well, at the moment, I'm actually in Pennsylvania visiting my parents, but I spend the whole summer in the Hamptons. We're going back when I'm done with this. And, you know, you go to all these fancy shops in the Hamptons and you see antiques and you see things. And I'm like, this is such beautiful things, but if you, no one knows where to get this style. And that's what I was noticing about your products, about, you know, like the lamps and the Venetian mirror and all of the pineapple ice, dis, sorry, water dispenser and the ice bucket. I'm like, this looks like stuff. You buy at very fancy places, but it's so convenient. Well, that's the whole idea. Uh, the textile line, for example, I mean, I, over the years, have bought my linens in Italy and France and uh, shipped them over, and they were beautifully made, beautifully designed, uh, but expensive. So what I, when I went to home shopping, I said, you know, I could design some gorgeous sheets, and they will be 300 thread count. And I don't know if you know this, it's kind of interesting, but... And the, the manager of the Ritz Hotel in Paris told me this. 300 thread count uh, means that the sheets are breathable and light. Because I always thought the higher the thread count, the better the sheets. The 600 thread count sheets are heavier. And because they're so tightly woven, they're harder to clean. So all of my sheets are 300 thread count. They're sateen, 100% cotton. But I worked with artists 
to get really beautiful prints and beautiful solid colors. And I added some detailing to make them look like expensive sheets. And I've been inspired by Turner Classic movies from mm -hmm. the you know, 40s where you have Hollywood region and uh, uh, comforters with matching shams that look just like silk. You would not know that they weren't silk. And uh, it, they're gorgeous. They're inexpensive. It's all right there. You can do your whole bedroom. And I said, you know, I want an easy crow. Mm -hmm. And I want it to look like silk and linen. And uh, this is a herringbone throw with a uh, tassel fringe. Comes in six really luscious colors. And they're $30. Are you serious? <laughs> they're $30. And before, and then I, I work with the artists again, and I said, you know, I love chinoiserie. Where, as you said, where do you go to buy these things? Well, nobody would know. <laughs> so I designed this pillow. It's very large with tassels, and it's hand-loomed, and it sold out before I even had a chance to put it on the air. So they're... I would say decor elements that uh, interior designers know where to go. And I know because I worked with Mario Buwada for 30 years. And I just, I still think he's the greatest decorator of the last uh, two centuries. He had such a great eye for scale, for color. And uh, I trained with him, traveled with him, shopped with him. He, he was like my best friend and mentor. Let me ask, when people go to your home, which is, I mean, a sight to behold. I mean, that's, it's funny because I didn't really watch your show and my husband was into it. And he said to me, you have to watch this show with, this was like, you know, a few years, you know, I think like right when we were dating, we've been married for six years almost. And he's like, you're going to love the houses. You're going to love Patricia you're going to love the style. And I started watching the show for the style and your home is just, I mean, it is absolutely drop dead gorgeous. It's incredible. Can Let me ask, when your friends come over, do they know the difference between your HSN and what you already had there before you had your line? <laughs> well, most of my friends have also worked with top decorators. Uh, and what, here's what's happened. Before they go on sale, and they come to my home, and my office is like a warehouse because I have all these samples. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, my God, that is incredible. I want one in every room in my house in, mm -hmm. uh, in Greece. And, uh, you know, that is incredible. I have a, a, an orchid in a chinoiserie blue pot that is made out of silk. And I'm not big on fake plants, but Mario liked to mix them up. So you assume, if you come to my home, you assume that the, if the orchid is there, it's a real orchid. It looks just like it and feels like it. So another friend said, oh, I want, you know, six of them. And they mm -hmm. love the sheets. 
they've done all their, you know, homes and in, in my sheets. And um, so they're very enthusiastic about my collection. And they're some of my biggest buyers and my friends that also have top decorators and houses everywhere, you know. So to me, that is a good sign that they like the things that I do as well as people that may not have had that exposure. It's no, I mean, I know because it just, everything is so detailed looking. I mean, I look at your things and it's just like, everything is well thought out. Every product that's designed. I also love the little dog candles. I think those are the flameless dog candles. They're so much fun. I know. It's funny you should mention that. I don't know if you can see the light. It doesn't look like it in mine. <laughs> but they're but they're very detailed. They're hand carved. They're unique. You won't see them any place but HSN. And um, a friend of mine told me recently that she uses them as a nightlight for her child. The child loves it. That's and, so precious. Um, it's sweet. Yeah. So. We, I have unique things as well as the standard interior design elements. So let me ask, do you have a favorite piece in the collection? Like that's just your favorite? Well, yes, I do. And I think it involved the technicalities. And you mentioned the mirror, the Venetian mirror. Love it. Uh, it, it I was inspired by one that I bought in Paris many, many years ago, and I, I paid thousands of dollars for it. And uh, I wanted to do a modern version to have it look like mine, but not be so. Mine is fragile. It's in three parts. Uh, it's just a, a bit much, you know. So I didn't know if... if HSN had the artisans to do it, but we actually were able to do the shape perfectly because you're talking about detailing and incising in mirror, and that is very difficult, and cutting out sections yeah. to make it decorative. And, um, and so they did it, and it came out perfectly. It's better designed than my, my own mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when, and that comes in a big crate, it's, it's nicely protected. And so I ordered one for uh, one of my guest rooms because it's so pretty. And uh, people seem to love it and respond to it. And yes, they cannot walk into a shop and buy a nice, elegant Venetian mirror. And it's $300, which is probably the most expensive thing in my collection. Well, it's so it's so accessible, and the truth is, you probably wouldn't want something that's less than three hundred dollars because you want something that's a good quality. Well, I, I'm just astounded that they could do it for that price. Part, frankly, I mean, you know, it should be if it was in a retail shop, and if it is a new mirror, it would probably be fifteen hundred dollars for starters. But that's what. That's the great thing about doing uh, collaborating with HSN is because by volume, they don't have a middleman and they encourage me to do different things and to kind of express myself in what 
I find classic and beautiful and elegant, but they can do it and make it affordable. It's no, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty brilliant. Let me ask, what are some of your best general decorating tips? Because I feel like you know so much and you're such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this. What is your secret sauce? <laughs> well, you know, so much depends on the house, the apartment, what you're doing. I would say, I would start with what you want the wall. And I would, I would work slowly. You know, people think decorators come in, make a few sketches, and then all of a sudden the truck appears and the whole room is put together. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes it takes years to get it just right. And I think when you want a piece of furniture, I would ask if I could have it uh, on consignment you know, just to see if it fits. That's not the right terminology, but you know what I mean. Uh, on, 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 uh, decorators have a term for it. They, no, I uh, know what you mean. They, uh, they'll invoice you uh, 30 days later, that kind of thing. Right. Just say, I want to look at it because scale, what I'm getting at is scale is so important. And you can look at something in a showroom and it looks pretty, but you get it home and it just doesn't fit. So you want to kind of give yourself the opportunity to try whatever it is out without committing to it until you see it in your home. And that is a tip that I would readily give people because a lot of times, I mean, with Mario, we tried things and, uh, it, you know, they would chip it, put it in, he'd look at it and he'd say, no, that's not right. And it would go back. So uh, it's trial and error, but scale and color are really, really important. And I think scale and proportion is what people forget about. And it takes an eye to be able to get it right. And something else is you don't want everything on the same level. You want a tall piece of furniture in the room. You know, you want it to, your eye to go up and down. You don't want everything kind of, you know, at the same level. Then it'll begin to look like a hotel lobby. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think too that, so your home is very traditional. The, your HSN line is extremely traditional. And I, I'm a very big fan of traditional furniture. Um, and I've had every single style and I think my real love, like I joke, like my true love is traditional furniture. What do you think that traditional is now coming back? Like, what do you think that says about, you know, people just culture as a whole with the fact that we're returning to this traditional style, which I think was gone for so long. We had the mid-century modern with the stupid angled legs and all of that, and now everything is really feminine and fun. Well, for many, many years, there was the monochromatic look. Everything was gray, all the rooms were white, different different shades of white. <laughs> uh, and the furniture wasn't comfortable. You know, it was kind of hard, hard edge and monochromatic. And I think that 
now, especially after what we've gone through for the last year and a half, I think people want comfort. I mean, for example, all of Mario Buada's sofas and chairs that were custom made are filled with down. You sink into them. Also, I think color. Color, the psychology of color uh, is important because it can cheer you up. It can, my bedroom is all serene blue. You know, the, the, the introduced, uh, introducing of color again, I think is crucial and it makes people happy and you can have fun with it. You can mix patterns and I would say my style is not strictly traditional because I have, I collect French clocks. You know, I have a mm -hmm. lot of eccentric pieces and uh, exotic, I like exotic pieces to mix in with it. And the basics are kind of English style. And then uh, uh, I have all different, I have, I mix up porcelain, uh, uh, painted pillows, but the patterns and the colors are what make it pleasing to me. And I also think that every room needs a little gilt. So <laughs> get a piece of painted furniture, Swedish or French furniture, get a, a, a gilded mirror, you know, um, Plants and flowers add to the ambiance. I love rugs. That's a that's this Arabian rugs, French rugs, sisal rugs. I mean, I think you, now the sky is the limit, and you can be as eclectic as as you want, and it can still be cohesive and pretty. That is, I think, pretty yeah. is, is an important word here. Uh, before it was. Uh, geometric and kind of academic. Now it's comfortable and pretty. <laughs> that it's true. So let me ask you, I know you have to go soon, but I wanted, I have two quick questions for you. And I know a lot of people ask you this, but what, what do you, you and Craig got a little competition going. What does, what does he think of your line? What do you think of his line? Will you two ever collaborate? Well, you know what? It's so silly. I mean, I was just teasing Craig. I adore Craig. Um, uh, we collaborated when I was doing the uh, Patricia couture where I custom made dogs and cats and put them on on people's caftans. I also did pillows. And if you'll remember on the show, I tried to get Craig to do a pillow <laughs> and, you know, we had that thing on his arm and he had just broken up with me. I mean, but we did collaborate on pillows and we raised enough money to contribute to an animal sanctuary the Southern Pet Sanctuary. So we collaborated on a pillow. His are more casual and um, they're totally different. And there is no competition. I mean, I support him. <laughs> I went to the, Whitney and I went to the opening of his shop. I mean, you know, on reality TV, they make everything into a feud. Of course. <laughs> 
make it more interesting. But there is no competition. There's no bad blood. Craig and Austin were over here recently, uh, and I did a whole thing with them, teaching them how to eat caviar properly. <laughs> that's hilarious. Wait, that's hilarious. So how, how were they eating caviar, and how do you eat caviar properly? And I love well, caviar. Didn't know there was a proper way. I just put a little bit on a cracker with some creme fraiche and like. Well, I mean, I did it. Uh, it, it was kind of a long tutorial. First of all, I have a caviar server. So it has to be presented properly. And then uh, I do toast points, which I like. And I do have creme fraiche, but I mix it with sour cream so it holds it a little better. Uh, French sour cream. Mm -hmm. And also I have uh, mother of pearl caviar spoons that I bought from Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton's estate sale. Wow. And they didn't know that you had to use the proper things. But do you use silver on caviar? It tar it's, first of all, it tarnishes the silver immediately, but also it changes the taste of the caviar. So we had fun. They were here with Paulina mm -hmm. Gresky, Wayne Gresky's daughter. And, you know, we had fun. It was Tuesday afternoon. And um, Andy Cohen, we did a live, an Insta Instagram live. And Andy Cohen says, what in the hell are you doing eating caviar on Tuesday afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> So no, to answer your question, there's nothing there, you know, it's just typical making something out of nothing for uh, a, a dramatic effect. <laughs> That's funny. So let me ask, can you spill some tea on next season? What is going on? Are you guys filming? Um, I know that it, last season was really challenging with COVID and all of that. Um, but, you know, obviously we're hopefully getting past all the COVID stuff. I'm like hoping this is the last season any show ever talks about COVID. I am personally sick of it. Um, what has it been? Are you filming yet? Are you filming soon? Or what is going on with that? Well, I think we have to wait for a, an official announcement, which I predict will come very, very soon. Mm -hmm. uh, I, for one do not want any problems, toxicity, uh, litigation. <laughs> I, just want to have fun. I just want to have fun. So anybody who is in my particular uh, orbit will be there to have fun. And if I deem they're not fun, they won't be there. Assuming, of course, we're going to start filming soon. That's it. That's exciting. I mean, let me just ask, what is it like being the fun on Southern Charm? Because you are really the most fun. Everyone goes to your house to have fun. It always looks, I mean, you're there like with Michael, it always looks like you are having fun, like you are living your best life. Well, I am living my best life. There's no question. I mean, uh, I'm having, I'm having a good time. I love being around young people, I think it keeps you young. I have lots of fun friends my own age. Uh, uh, they, of course, are not interested in being on the show <laughs> with me. 
but I enjoy them all and uh, I stir the pot. I mean, you know, it's Whitney's show. He's the creator and the producer. So, uh, although you don't see much of him. No. He, I, 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 t I take, uh, I take opportunities and uh, make them something else just for dramatic effect. <laughs> So he said the worst thing he ever did was to put me on Southern Charm. <laughs> <laughs> but That's you... the weirdest day he ever did. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. I cannot thank you enough for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Um, and I will tag you on social when everything is out and I'm sure your team will let you know. Okay, good. And then when you come to Charleston, you uh, come see the house for yourself. I would love to. Don't. No, you invite me. I will. My husband and I were just talking about taking a trip to Charleston. I'm not even kidding. What's funny is it usually works the other way around. Usually women are watching it and then their husbands get hooked. So <laughs> it's amusing that your husband was watching it and got you involved. It's, but uh, yes, you both have an invitation. Come, I'll give you a proper tour. Um, I'll show you what I'm. I'm working on next October's collection for HSN, which is going to be incredible. And um, I, I'm just having fun. So this was a fun interview. Thank you. This was so much fun. <laughs> have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you so so much.